Once everybody has it hanging, how's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to you by Dark Future Systems, the best in your custom computing needs, whether it's gaming, creative, music, uh, drawing cats. I don't know what it is, but Dark Future Systems has the computer for you. You get $100 off your entire build. Use code CPPOD at checkout at darkfuturesystems.com. Mention in the checkout area or anytime during your build, you get that $100 off and... Thank you, Dark Future Systems. Now let's go down to Australia for our feature presentation with Saint Sinner. This one goes crazy because we talk about how different the Australian scene is compared to the U.S. scene right now. Why bands want to come over to the Australia uh, from the Australian scene over to the U.S. Some of the crazy stories these guys got and why their music has an identity crisis. Ooh, yeah! You guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, you know when it comes to anything rock or metal related, if it's coming from Australia, it's bound to be damn good. And right away, we're bringing you another great one right here. Band formed in 2020, they're part of Emo Never Sleeps in Melbourne and AMPM Family in Sydney, playing shows all along the East Coast of Australia. <laughs> they played with bands like Hand Like Houses, Banks Arcade, and Ocean Sleeper. Their brand new song is for you is out now. And if you like an emo metalcore mix, oh my God, do we have the band for you? And also, look at them. They're fighting already on the on the camera, just going after it. They're like Macmillan in Philadelphia. <laughs> so you know yeah, this is we're... gonna be fun as shit, and you're gonna be into it. So please welcome yeah. Rory and Sam from the band Saint Center of the Podcast. So gentlemen. Welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having us. It is great to have you on. And like I said, you know, every time I hear a band coming from Australia, it's like, you know, already embedded, there's going to be a great sound that's behind it. We've seen it with a lot of bands coming out of the country right now. They're getting a very mm. popular in the U.S. Polaris, Alpha Wolf, Make Them Suffer. One's very popular here, like Amity Affliction, Northland, yeah. Parkway Drive. And you guys are just already like, you know, in a different way with a different sound, a little bit of a different mixture already coming up and really bringing that to the forefront so holy shit this sound is fantastic thank you thank you so much there's something in the water here um and i think people are like it's the vb but that's fucking disgusting it's not (laughs) we just um i think australia has been like stuck in the quagmire of oh they're just like an island and no one talks to them because they're all strange and they stole bread like a millennia ago and now it's like actually no we make music that is fucking heavy as shit and you know in a lot of ways overlooked so it's good that we're getting some fucking ka-chow look at australia they're doing so good and not, not even just getting that look at ka-chow australia's doing so good it's more of a holy shit there's everything's going on in america there's everything going on in europe and then australia it's just like every time you look at it, it's like Yep, there's a band that's coming out of there. Yep, this is going to be good. Like, it's already, yeah. like, assumed that this is going to be something that you want to check out. Anytime I see a band, it's like, yep, they're from Australia. I'm like, ah, I'm already into this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even Thank need to you. listen to it right then. I'm already in. <laughs> that's cool. That's sick. I, I'm yeah. like a double-edged sword, though, because, like, imagine if a band came out of Australia and you're like, oh, I'm invested. They're from Australia. And it's just terrible. And you're like, ah, I maybe shouldn't have said I was <laughs> into this. <laughs> ah. But no, thank you. That's sick. That's sick. I'm glad that you like the sound. I'm glad. That's well, awesome. Well, so far I haven't found one that I've been like, oh dear God, I fully messed up on this. Like, no, I'm I'm not at that point. I don't think really anyone's been one at yet? that point. Haven't found one yet. I mean, have I got I mean, the band for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I, God. I mean, we're gonna have like a game show type thing where it's like, and the band behind curtain number two. Yeah. Is the yeah. one you didn't want. I'm sorry, you lose. Yeah, shit. Number. The only Australian band that doesn't pop off. 
Oh, that'd be terrible. Mm. Don't even say that. That's like, that's scary. It's blasphemous. Ah. An Australian band that isn't good, huh? It's almost like it's never happened. It has happened. There's lots of them. <laughs> but it's, it happens anywhere you go. That happens, you yeah. know, in Europe. That happens over in the UK. That happens over here in America as well. Happens in good old Canada. Happens in Japan. You, it's just like when it comes to just like the regions of the, of the world in certain countries, certain scenes, there's always going to be somewhere. There's always times where they pop off. Always times where there's something that's embedded in there. But mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed with the Australian scene, it kind of goes along with what I'm seeing right now with with Japanese metalcore and Japanese metal yeah. kind of really mm-hmm. taking off and kind of coming to the forefront when we think about Germany and all the metal they put out. What's going on in Russia whenever you think of Slar to prevail with Russian deathcore? Mm. Go to the UK, what bands like Architects and Asking Alexandria have done. What Bring Me the Horizons doing? What Sleep Tokens doing? Come over to the US, you got bands like Ice Nine Kills, Motionless and White, uh, Bad Omens Same absolutely popping off, Falling in Reverse. There's so much there, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's always going to be somewhere it's like there's something serious about these specific scenes that there's mm-hmm. always going to be embedded in there. But lately, especially in the 2010s and now the 2020s, it seems like Australia and Japan are the ones where the yeah. new ones where it's this is a huge pocket of great music. Of course, you're going to have your stinkers in there, but the great bands that are coming out are so damn good. <laughs> I really, can we use that? I'm going to, you've got your stinkers. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's you can fucking stinker. use that shit. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, uh, next time that I see a band, like, because I wouldn't even say that like this is probably the first or maybe second time that anybody who has not sort of been directly involved with our band has been like, your band is not a stinker. So this is like (laughs) really nice to hear that we are no longer a stinker. Um, But yeah, Japan is fucking crazy. Like, bro, Japan is, is, I don't even know. I don't know what they put in the water there. Motherfuckers be the heaviest shit. There's some crazy shit coming out of there recently. Also Thailand. Too. Have you heard of a band called Anna Lynn? No. You should listen to Anna Lynn, all one word, A double N A L Y double N, I think. Mm. Fuck me. Like, just really good. I, I guess it's metalcore, like new metalcore. Really good shit. So, Thailand's on the map, too, apparently. All this competition. What are we going to do? Like, fuck me, man. I don't want to compete with all those countries again. Well, I mean, you guys got something in the water over there in Australia. Just keep drinking more of it and just consume as much as possible. Because the next thing you know, whatever the next release you're going to put out there, it's going to be that thing where it's just everyone's looking at it thinking, holy shit, Australia just went to a whole different level. How is that so. even possible? Yeah. That's the goal. I, so. I mean, there's, the there's some like so many good bands here at the moment. I think you mentioned um, Alpha Wolf, who are just like killing it. Like they're literally slaying America right now, um, and I was watching, I was watching it because like an other an early other podcast that they were on or something, and it was like yeah, most of our streams are in America, mm. and this was before they got like massive, massive before they did the um the what, who are they touring with at the moment? Or oh, they just finished touring with they um, just finished yeah yeah they just finished Malicious and White knock loose and after the burial, and they like they oh. opened that show. I went to it, and the place was jam packed for yeah. the opener because it was alpha wolf and Crazy. the crowd the crowd did not let up <laughs> my god and we we hurt people that's what we yeah. said we hurt people it's what you want right it's what you want and that's kind of sick that that culture want like there's all these different like bands from different countries and stuff but i'm getting a feeling that the culture is starting to really expand too like you, we're getting all of these new kids that get into this sort of music because it is a lot more accessible now which is sick like that's really really sick um like 
fuck we like we just did a show and there was a bunch of people there because like our sound has changed to this sort of semi recently um and there was a bunch of people there who knew our old shit and i don't think were prepared for <laughs> new shit and they were like what the what the fuck who did who said this was okay why is there a why is there a bearded man throwing people around in this room what's happening so like i love that the culture is translating across the intervening oceans and shit it's cool it's really sick it really is. And the fact that you guys are seeing that at shows now where it's, you know, you guys are playing shows and beard men are starting to throw people around for fun and your music is creating that. It just adds to the repertoire for you. And for your older fans too, yeah, it might be something different, but you want a band that you like to expand their horizons. You want them to try new things to see if something works or if something doesn't. Think about Bad Omens. Their first yeah, two man. albums, of course, you could see a little bit more of a transition to what they're going to do with Death, Death of Peace of Mind <laughs> from their second album. But I mean, mm. that second album still had the throne on it, which was heavy as all yeah. hell. Like they still yeah. had that heaviness to them. But then when Death of Peace of Mind came out, even for myself, I thought, huh, this mm-hmm. is not the bad omens. Yeah. I thought stylistically, it sounds fantastic. It's sonically yeah. brilliant. But I'm not Sumerian sure this is for me. Sumerian records are just fucked. Whatever Sumerian records put in their like recording studio, it, it's like, I don't fucking know. It sounds incredible. I think Bring Me Juice was stuff with them too or Maybe they do it all in-house. I don't know. But they're another one that does that shit. They, like, just do new stuff all the time. Like, if you tell anybody over the age of 20 now, or maybe not 20, if you tell anyone over the age of, like, 17 now that Bring Me used to be, like, a deathcore band, (laughs) they're just like, oh, oh. Mm. Um, But, yeah, you got to change your sound up. you got to do that. If you don't, then you end up sounding like, I mean, how do you feel about, like, Metallica? Everyone, Everyone loves Metallica, right? I've actually never been that much into Metallica when I was Good. growing up. They've been doing the same thing <laughs> for like ever. And like they haven't changed their sound up, but they like they can't keep getting away with it. But they um like we've had to change our sound because like this is where the scene is moving into. Like this the metal scene is just exploding at the moment and capitalizing on that just seems like a and the music is cool, like capitalizing on it, but also the music is fucking sick. Like, See, I, I, under, I understand both those aspects. We want to capitalize on it, but if you want to capitalize on it, especially from an artistic standpoint, it has to be something that you really want to jump into with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. When I've seen bands jump into certain ideas and certain projects because they want to capitalize on a trend, it's yeah. those songs end up, re- or those albums or songs, whatever it is, they end up doing really poorly, not only with the audience yeah. that they're trying to attract, but with the audience they already have, because you can tell mm. that this was something that was done on more of a business aspect side than from a creative aspect. But the fact Absolutely. that, you know, it's you're, fall, you're falling in love with what the metal scene is doing right now, yeah. with where it's going, you want to add more of this in your music, you <clears> want to <throat> try this out, you're inspired by this, and you're not trying to hop on a trend. It's from mm-hmm. what you're feeling, from what you're getting connected to. And from, you know, what is currently influencing your mind in terms of mm. the bands you're listening to, in terms of the sound you're connecting with and where you want to go with it. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because, like, and Sam will attest to this. So we've been a band since 2020. 20, yeah. yeah. Fuck. So, like, at that point in 2020, we had, like, really bad bushfires here. Like, real bad. Um, and it was it was pretty fucked up. <clears throat> and so like we started making music we were originally a five piece we started making music and it was like 
it's interesting that you say that people that jump on a bandwagon, like you can tell kind of the in, like it's not super authentic. I feel like when we started, some of those songs that we were writing and that I was writing lyrically or whatever were in that vein. Like they just felt a bit like, oh, like not necessarily completely inauthentic, but they felt like this is the sort of music that I feel like I should be making. Whereas, and Sam, who you started in 2021, I think. Like yeah, joined a bit year. later. Joined a bit. Um, Sam and Caleb, who's the, the still the drummer, he, like, they both listened to, like, they introduced me to bands like Alpha Wolf and Void of Vision and the Knock Loose as well. Um, and it was, like, going from a place where I was writing music that I felt like I should be writing but maybe wasn't connecting to, to now writing music that's, like, this falling back in love with the genre and writing music that's like this feels much more genuine even though like the whole vibe of these latest releases is like I don't fucking know who I am anymore what the fuck but they feel I feel more connected to that like crisis of identity than I did to the songs we were writing sort of before Headcase so um yeah like you you can tell when bands are jumping on a bandwagon and I like I'm glad that it doesn't seem like that to you because Fuck me. If it did, I'd be like, well, quitting, quitting tomorrow. No, we don't need you to quit tomorrow, man. We don't need any of that, Rory, because I understand where you're coming from, too. When you started out with this, you were writing music that you thought you should be making. And that's something that I think a lot of younger songwriters, a lot of younger bands I end up talking to, I sort of see them falling into that. Now, when it comes to younger bands, like I'm talking, you know, like you're just starting out and you're just starting to get some traction. You feel like you have to do some of this stuff because you, you you have certain goals you want to hit. You want to be a certain place at a certain age. You want to sell these, you know, certain amount of records. You want to get a certain number of monthly streams on Spotify. You want to mm-hmm. see those numbers because, you know, that's what people are looking at. That's what labels are looking at that potentially want to sign you. That's what tours are looking at and concerts are looking at to see what tour packs you get on and what your show size <laughs> is going to be. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to potentially end up playing to that. But that's something that, you know, a lot of people tend to potentially fall into. It, it yeah. happens. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I'm saying no. is, right. like, from what you guys did, you recognized it and you thought, you know what? I'm not necessarily as into this as much as I could be because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm making the music I think I should be instead yeah. of the music Rather that is actually in me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, it is mainly thanks to Sam and Caleb that we are now making that music and hence being the only two remaining members in the band um but (laughs) no but um like making that music now and the funny thing is we're only seeing like traction now like after that it's an interesting thing because we're only seeing like yeah obviously we've put a little bit more money into it but i think because it has felt more exciting and more genuine we've started to see more traction so um fuck don't like the young band mentality of like Oh my God, we're going to get so many streams on Spotify and I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to fucking have like self-confidence based on my music career. Gone. That's gone. There's That doesn't exist now, but we like the music that we're making, so it's good. <laughs> so trust me, in the current economic state with interest rates, I don't think anyone's thinking, yeah. oh, we're going to buy a house with this. Exactly. Not yet anyone. <laughs> I might make a down payment on some cheese, but like we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's got to be some good cheese if you're making a down payment on it. It's like, you know what? I found this nice wheel, man. It just, I smelt oh, it. Mate. It just was so good. Have you, 
have have supermarkets in the US been fucking like gouging prices like they have here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. It's fucked. Like, I'm not kidding. So $10 Australian is probably like, what, that'd be like $4 or $5 US, something like that at the moment. You, you know what? Why, why not? Why, instead of speculating on this, why don't we actually ask the internet and get a comment? Yeah, how much is 10? Let's do like a bag of cheese translation. Well, that, yeah, $10 for a bag of cheese. Yeah, because yeah. it's $10 Australian for a bag of cheese. If it was $10. And it's, not, it's 500 grams of cheese and it's not even like the nice cheese. It's just like normal tasty cheese. Yeah, I'd say if it was, if it's for $10 for Australian, that'd be $6.70 American. Is that a lot to pay for cheese in America? oh dear god yeah especially where i'm from like for me to pay for cheese it's like if i'm getting you know like a package of cheese like you know like 11 slices or something that's Mm. like i mean i I think it's freaking expensive and here it's three dollars yeah so that'd be what like seven dollars in australia but Uh, that's still like it doesn't seem like much but when you eat as much cheese as i do Heads up. Dude, Heads up. dude you gotta come to america you gotta come visit me i'm from the what we they call the state the dairy land like there's okay. cheese everywhere i mean the, this, like they, yeah. the like the is american like walking around like is the cheese just walking do you have to hunt the cheese or is, or is it like is the cheese in cow form or is there just lots of cheese factories um <laughs> there's lots of there, the cheese is in cow form there's lots of cheese factories there's lots of cheese shops here Supermarkets have aisles dedicated to cheese here. I mean, this is, you literally need to come and visit me so you can just be in cheese euphoria. Oh, we need to go to the States though. Like mm. we, we, like, we're we sort of, the place that we're in here is like, so we're from Canberra, which is funnily enough, the nation's capital, but everyone who comes to Australia is like, guess where I'm not going to play? There. In the yeah. capital, we're going to do Sydney. Uh, we're going to do Brisbane and then Sydney, and then we're going to do Melbourne and like Canberra's between Melbourne and Sydney on our east coast. Um, and they just skip us because um, no one comes to shows. No one comes no one, to shows. No here. Up. Um, Canberra's a weird little place, but for us to like, for us to come to 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 America, the the scale of like how many cities you guys have and how much potential there is to tour they're doing like you guys have different uh what they i think they call like different markets oh yeah. based on how many cities you have like if you're doing like a uh like your east coast market and then there's like three different markets within that there's like your double a class and then you're like slightly smaller ones and you have different like size tours for one coast so like more different size tours for one coast than we do for an entire country like if you can't, if you're touring Australia, you're either doing the capital cities or you're not doing anything at all. It's mm. bizarre. Or you, they they have regional tours. Like I know Amity and Alpha Wolf's about to do a regional tour. Usually international bands won't come down and yeah. do like Aubrey and Coomer and no, stuff like that. So. Yeah, no, anytime bands. I'll say anytime you see an international band or going to Australia, even when I see the tour posters, it's like, oh, we're going to Australia, and there's four days on there. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's, that's all you really can hit when you're over here. Even I, like. I'll say for Brisbane, sure it's always Brisbane, Melbourne, or Sydney, yeah. and then maybe one other one in there that I'm forgetting. But it's always it's, it just might like, be Adelaide. It's usually Adelaide. Yes, it's yes. on the other side of the country. Yeah, they've only got one one place that people go to on the yeah. other side, the whole other side. Yeah, so country. there's like the east coast of Australia and just like one city that's like thousands of kilometers, of miles, kilometers, whatever it is. Because I think I forget that you guys still do the miles thing. 
Yep. Like that weirds me out. Not like no offense to the mile to the to the is it the metric system? No, we use the metric to the yeah, imperial the metric system. system. We yeah. We like, this the this post was made system. by the imperial system lovers gang, but like <laughs> we we have like kilometers, and I forget that if I say to someone, oh, you, you know, the Adelaide is ten, like, oh, what is it? It's like five to eight thousand kilometers away from from sydney in miles that's like is that less i think it's less more. or it's more it's more so it's like hundreds of thousands of miles or some shit no, so you i got, like you're, you're on the opposite it's got it's the other way it's a, mi- a mile is longer right. than a kilometer see i don't get it obviously like and i forget that people don't understand that australia is like like America, but you guys just have more stuff in the space between your cities. We have just like a rock. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Just a big rock in the middle and then some cities. And I forget that it's so like sparsely populated. So yeah, if like international bands that come here, like the Bring Me Sleep Token tour, they originally had four dates. That And that's crazy to me that a band that big is only doing four dates in like our country. Like... They did add, I think, second dates in some of the cities, but mad. Um, but yes, after the meandering trail of that conversation, I would love, we'd love to come to the States. Like that's on the, it's on the list. It's on the bucket list for sure. I mean, I, I, I try and pitch to every band, whether you're from the, the Europe, from Australia, wherever I talk to, like if you, whatever you get a chance to, cause I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but come mm-hmm. and tour in the U S just because you never know what to expect. And like you yeah. said, it's a lot different to tour in the U S versus Australia because you have the whole entire country, but then there's separate sections that you can like space out within there and certain regions yeah. that you can market. You can market up in the Northeast and hit, you know, 10, 15 different cities. And mm-hmm. you know, you're barely driving, you know, an overall round trip. You might not be driving 2000 miles. Yes. I have to say miles yeah. from like all over the whole entire time. You might come yeah. to the Midwest where I'm at and it's like, yeah, for me, literally, before we shot this, two days ago, I, I'm here in my hometown, and mm-hmm. I got to see the From Ashes to New Tour that's just wrapping yeah. up. Then the mm-hmm. following day, I drove 90 miles south, yep, I said miles again because I have to because that's all I know, to Chicago yeah. to see the exact same tour. I can do yeah. it on back-to-back days because the cities are so close in proximity yeah. where, for me, it's, I know if I see a tour coming, I know you're coming somewhere around me. Depends upon yeah. if I have to go, you know literally drive five minutes away from my house to go to the show or I have to drive two hours. I, I don't care. I'm still going to go because yeah. fuck it. Why not? But it's well, that, so, av- it's like that availability is something that yeah. is incredible that I want to see every band have an experience mm-hmm. for because you get to tap into so many different markets at on one tour, whether you're hitting the whole entire nation or you're just hitting a certain pocket of it. Yeah. And like, that's so alien to us. Like we would, Drive like Sydney's about two hours from Canberra. Four, three, three, three and a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We drive there to see one show, um, and then if we want to see that, like a, a show in Melbourne, it's like a seven to eight hour drive. Mm. No, Melbourne to Sydney's more. It's like twelve hours. Oh, Melbourne to Sydney would be ten hours. Yeah, ten hour drive just between the two big cities, and then Brisbane. Fuck, we drove to Brisbane recently. Like this, holy shit. Um, driving there was the worst decision we've ever made. It was as a fourteen hours as a band, it was probably the worst thing we've ever for done. one show. Fourteen hour drive for one show, fucked. Like I'll, <sighs> I'll I'll paint the scene for you. You ready? Yeah, ready. Here's Canberra. This little this little this little 
here's Canberra. Brisbane's at the top of the country. So it's in Queensland. So you got to go all the way north. We were like, we get booked on this show um, by AMPM, who's kind of like an emo night thing. Like I know you guys have emo night mm-hmm. over there. Similar sort of vibes, like club nights, um, they get bands on. Um, and we were like playing the Halloween show in Brisbane. Now, this is our first time going to Brisbane. And the promoter, who's lovely, his name's Tom Milgate, he was like, oh, you might have a show in Canberra the next night. You might not. And so we didn't know whether to book flights or not because it was all sort of up in the air until the end. And we ended up being like, fuck it. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> it's my idea. It'll be cheaper to drive. It'll be cheaper to drive. And so we fucking got in um, our drummer's like Land Cruiser, which is like a people carrier SUV type thing in Canberra. And we're like, oh, how are we going to fit the gear? So we hired a fucking trailer. Um, and like, you know, that's a pretty normal thing to do, hiring a trailer. We hired a fucking house. We hired a trailer the size of a house. Like it was, <laughs> it was like a, what? How big was it? It was like, I don't know. Have you seen a horse float? Yeah. It was like maybe double or triple the size of a horse float for one yeah. little box of gear. Yeah. And we were like. Just some guitar <laughs> gear and merch. And we were like, fuck, man. Yeah. We overcompensated a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, we're driving, we're driving this house up to Brisbane and we, we leave Canberra, you know, we, we got to like halfway, it's pouring with rain the whole time because the trailer's heavy. We're using way more diesel fuel or whatever we were putting in it. It took us like two days to get there pouring with rain trailer gets wet. The merch gets wet. We fuck it. We get to the venue. The drummer's forgotten his stick bag with his in-ears in it. So we, we, it was just chaos. Um, and we do, we get there, we do the show. Great, sweet. Put the gear back in the trailer. And then on the way home, we got possessed by the divine urge to just do the whole drive in one go. Yeah. So we just drove with our sound guy with four other. So it was me, Sam, Sam's girlfriend, Maya, Caleb, the drummer, and our sound tech, Jack. And we just drove 13 hours straight to get home. And like, I don't think I've like ever wanted to, I, I, we got there and I was like, why are we doing this? Like what has happened? What, 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 who have I, which God have I pissed off for this to be my existence now? Um, but yeah, it was pretty intense. It's a pretty good time though. It was a good time, but it was just like, good show. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but we're we're like we're pretty young. We've still got that fire. We've still got that like, yeah, we'll drive ninety seven hours for a, a show. Fuck, we haven't had that snuffed out yet. So that's why the states would be good. We could avoid all thirteen hour drives, and even if we did that, we could have like six shows within a thirteen hour drive. Like, that's the dream. Oh, easily you could have six shows in a thirteen hour drive. Because I'm even thinking about it myself. I made a thirteen hour drive from where I live down to uh, Southern Virginia in the United States for the ill-fated Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2023. Did that happen? Yeah. Like, all the, if you heard any of the shit that happened there, yeah, it fucking happened. I didn't know. Was it like Woodstock 99 type beat? Um, not as, um, not as like full on riot, but in terms of how bad that was put together and how shitty everything turned out, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's not happening again after everything. I didn't hear about that. I didn't like, I saw all the ads for it. 
Um, so many huge bands yeah, were hectic, hectic liner. I think fucking wasn't Sleep Token and like headlining it this year or something like that. Uh, sleep they they kept moving Sleep Token like up the bill because of how popular they get they were getting, yeah. and they put them on stage on the main stage right like they were they were right before Motionless and White went on. Fuck, Jesus. and it was just like. It was like, and I and because I, I wasn't I, I wasn't a big Sleep Token fan beforehand. I went over because I'm like I got to be in the pit for Motionless and White because the stages yeah. are right next to each other. I get to see what Sleep Tokens doing. I'm like, this live show is like insane. Like mm. I, I, it's euphoric. Like how the fuck is this happening? But then of mm-hmm. course the next day had a little bit of rain in the morning. Oh, uh, the festival's canceled for the day. And then we find out like a couple hours later. Yep, they're canceling tomorrow too. There wasn't even rain in the freaking forecast. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so they canned the whole thing. I thought it might have been, like, just, like, poorly organized or, like, yeah. Oh, well, the reason up. why they canned it from the, for the like, the second day and the third day was because, or the third day and the fourth day, was because they treated the workers so damn terribly that they just went on oh. strike and they refused to do anything. Like, the stage crew <laughs> wow. refused to do anything for them. That's I mean, if, if you if you That's want to, up. go and watch uh, Tank the Tech's video, because Tank the Tech on YouTube, he was tour managing for Electric Callboy. And Electric Callboy oh, played on Friday, and he runs down the whole gambit of what the shit they had to go through. Shit. All right. All right. Yeah, because I literally thought, like, I didn't, I saw the lineups and then nothing else about it. And I was like, oh, maybe it was one of those, like, like not scam festival, but maybe it was, like, way more hyped than it needed to be. It just wasn't very good. But, Fire yeah. Fest. Fire, Fire Fest 2. Yeah. This, this, um, this was, like, Metal Fire Fest. I mean, oh, not- shit. But I want not to the level of not to the level of Woodstock '99. It did not get right. to that point. Yeah, well, like because Fred Durst, like Limp Bizkit were here doing good things, and everyone was like, "Oh no!" Remember the last time he came <laughs> to Australia? Oh no, not good. Remember that time he did a festival in '99? Because the documentary just yeah. sort of had recently come out. But I think he was tame enough. We didn't go to good things this year. Couldn't afford it because it was like pricey, and you know. Going up Sydney. For- Just again, driving mm-hmm. three hours to go see a festival. Like, I, sick lineup. Like, the plot and you are one of my favorite bands. Um, and they were awesome, apparently. But like, we just really couldn't justify it this year. Just couldn't justify going to see two Fallout Boy songs. And then that got rained out too. They canceled oh. the Sydney. Like, Fallout Boy did two songs and then they shut it down. I would have been mad if I, if, if I was like a massive Fallout Boy stand, I would have been mad. I would have been pissed off. Oh, I, I can understand that. But again, it kind of just speaks to the craziness that, you know, for you guys, even, you know, at your age where you're still like gung-ho, we can still go do this. I mean, even for myself, I'm like, yeah, I can go do this. I can go see a show on a Wednesday night at a yeah. city that I got to drive two hours to and wake up at 4.30 in the morning and go to work the next day. Fuck it. Who Fuck cares? That. But the problem, yeah. again, is is when those drives get longer and longer and longer and you guys have to continually experience something like that. You know, you yeah. want to drive to Sydney. That's that's over three hours for you guys. That you have to get there. You want to drive to Melbourne, like you said, seven hours. Yeah, drive to Brisbane. Hours. Forget about it. I mean, you guys yeah. have to drive a whole fucking house half a day just to get there. It's- and maybe that's maybe that's why Australian bands. Oh, look, we've come full circle. Maybe that's why Australian bands are doing so well is because we've all had to cut our teeth literally doing cross country drives to do a show in a place that isn't where we live. Like, I feel like a lot of Australian bands have that drive um, that are just like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, oh, you want us to drive 18 hours to do a set of three shows in America? Yeah, easy. Can do. Will do. Well, I'm already there. I've already yeah. booked the flight. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like 
the Australian mentality, band mentality of very gung ho. Although the Brisbane did, the Brisbane one did take years off my life. Like <laughs> I, I think I probably lost a couple of years on the way back, especially because it. Like, have you ever heard of the expression "you've been hit with the silly stick"? No. Okay, but that so sounds you know, like a great expression. You know, when you you're at like a sleepover with your friends, and it's like time to go to bed, everyone, and someone says something, and everyone starts laughing in the dark and giggling, and it was like mm. that, but in a moving vehicle. Yeah. Um, everyone got hit with the silly stick with, we a, were, with a one-ton fucking house on the back of the car. <laughs> yeah. It was unhinged. The drive back was unhinged. And I think that took a few years off my life life expectancy. Yeah. But it was a good time. I'd do it again. Definitely was money saving, but the biggest tax was mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, money you know, saving, but not brain saving. So you gotta weigh those costs. But one thing that just kind of popped in my mind, because I've had conversations with other Australian bands in the past, and this kind of makes me think about this when it comes to why the Australian bands that are once they get that any kind of traction, they start getting more national attention. Why are they just so damn good? And I think it's because you're talking about just the drive that you guys have to do just to get to some of these shows, but just the s- smaller amount of markets that you can hit, you know, Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, because those are the, usually like the four that you guys are going to that yeah. have a lot of people there that you have to hit on. So if you only have four places you can go to, every band has to go to those four places. So you yeah. have to be doing something to stand out musically above there, but you also have to drive to get out there and continue to do it because it's not going to be easy to get from one city to the next when you got to drive, you know, over half a day's worth just to get somewhere and haul all your shit. Like that's, that ain't easy. You have to have a certain sound and have to have a certain drive to be able to hit people in order to stand out. Like, and that's why the bands that are coming out are so damn good because, you know, compared to the U S yeah, they might've had a chance in the U S like to start out, but they may have never gotten as good as they did because then all the convenience of, okay, I can go to New York and then all of a sudden I can drive an hour and go to Boston. Now I have to drive mm. back to Philadelphia. You're all within the same area. It's not that yeah. long. It doesn't take, and there's a lot more venues, a lot of new markets that you can still go to and still yeah. travel and hit from time to time. But in Australia, you got like four and you yeah, got to make sure you hit those too. four. And that's it because every band is competing for four markets all at the same time. All the time. And it's not like it's just like, oh, there's a few metal bands now. Like the jo- the genre is so busy. Like it's a it's a it's a very busy genre. Like I even know how many I don't know. There's probably coming out of Sydney at the moment, there's at least six in the past month that have started to get like big traction and you know, the numbers are growing and they're you know starting to get out there a bit. And that's just last month. Like the export rate is insane. It's crazy. So we kind of have to work, not work harder because there's obviously going to be different problems mm-hmm. presented to different bands in different countries and stuff. Like, um, but, you know, we just have to work a little bit harder on getting, being different, getting our name out there and and showing up to different things um, so that we can sort of do this and, you know, make it out as it were because like we, we that's the goal right like we want to get out we want to we want to get into the world we want to show everybody that the australian work ethic or something i don't know i just i just want to do shows out of the country so that i can be like 
look, it's Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those posts you see where it's like Tokyo or like the city name. You guys were great. And then there's like eight of them in the Instagram feed. I just think that's such a sick thing. Like traveling like that. That's the goal. Mm, All right. Well, if that's the goal, then let me ask you this, because, of course, we're right about to head into 2024. Brand new year. Brand new year for St. Center. So what are you guys going to do specifically to put yourself in that position, both musically from what you're creating, but also from what you're going to be doing out there that people can come check you out, listen to you, see you play live, but also get to know you potentially a lot more via their freaking phones on social media? Mm. Um. Well, like... So the the base of that, the base of all of the things is the music, right? So we just did Dysphoria um, and there's more. There's, there's so fucking, hang on, hold that thought. There is like, I'm not going to show you, but we have prepared, not for this podcast, a whole board of things. That's next year, everybody. That's, that's a lot of book. things. Everyone, that's next year. Look at next year. Goodbye. Um, no more next year for you. <laughs> All I saw in there that I recognized was new shit and you shit. So it's like, okay, yeah, there's some new umlaut. shit going on. Um, yeah, so we've got music, a whole new catalog of music, so much, so much stuff that we've sort of that we're sort of sitting on. Um, the era that we're currently in, the identity crisis era, is song two of seven. So we have a few more singles next year and then a record, hopefully. Um, we've booked a tour, well, Australia, an Australian regional tour, but it's basically just, like you said, those four markets, all four of them. Um, that's the start of next year. So early next year, we're doing a little bit of a our own little tour, which will be fun because we haven't done that before. So this will be the first sort of, I guess, I'm not going to call it a headliner because it is going to be tiny rooms. But um, yeah, so we're going to do our first leg of that. Oh, what else? We've got music videos. We've got, uh, I see you say this, you're like, what are you doing next year? And I'm, my brain goes into, I've got to make so much press. Holy <laughs> fuck. Because, um, bro. But yeah, lot, a few more records, music videos, that sort of stuff. The tour will help. Um, we want to, we're starting, we're start, well, I'm starting as of right now, a petition. We want to go to Japan. Send us to Japan. If you don't send us to Japan, Sam will be very unhappy. <laughs> Sam will be very unhappy and possess your camera like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. You know, we want to. The goal is to to either go. Yeah, I want to. I want to go more interstate next year, um, and just sort of as many shows as we can do. You know, just reach as many people as as possible, um, and get on that grind, baby on that on that east coast australian grind i don't know why but in my head the intrusive thoughts were like let's call it the steve Irwin grind but that is not that's got if you don't know who steve Irwin is that makes no sense let's say um, that's something for me just didn't really hit right away when you said yeah like, i was being like why did you make that joke you, you should you should make a joke that like makes sense so now i'm trying to think of like an australian icon that we could name the tour after that everybody knows. What's it, when you think of Australia, who do you think of? Who is your first thought? Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Oh, so you do know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so it does make sense. Okay, I, think said, well, I think you said Steve-O. So at first I was like. Oh, no, no, no. The Steve Irwin grind. We're calling yeah. it the Steve Irwin grind. Just 
wrestling crocs in every city. Gator Fest, baby. <laughs> Gator Fest. That's actually kind of metal as fuck. Like that that's actually that'd be a pretty sick festival name. Um, it could. Yeah, I mean, but, if it happened here in the U.S., it'd have to happen in Florida. You have to go absolutely. to the weird wackiness of Florida with all the, you know, have it in the middle of Everglades. We're going to be having metal, mosh pits, and gators. And fucking alligators and shit. Just and then, don't like, get the news, the news headlines will be like, Florida man rides two <laughs> alligators into battle or some shit. Because, like, I don't know what it is about Florida men. God damn, he's on the news a lot. This one, dude. <laughs> Florida man wrestles alligator in Florida to prevail. Pit wins. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually happened. To be honest, like oh, one thing you can do—it's always a fun little thing. Before I go to the, my next point, is search up like go to Google, search up Florida man, and then type yeah. in your birthday and just see what headline pops up. I think mine was like Florida man arrested for mowing lawn while naked. I think mine was um mine was. Florida man like kills housemate with poison burrito or something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some weird shit. Right yeah, as you said that, Sam just kind of looked over like, uh, please don't do that. That'd be bad. Yeah. Sam's <laughs> like, I'm never taking food from you again. Um yeah, but no, bunch more content next year. That's our plan. Just just pumping out the shows, pumping out content, um, just expanding. Which will be fun. Lots of work. It's fun and it's worth it. It's what we want. It's, it's like it's, the only thing that we do. I'll so. say it's work, but it's worth it. It's fun because it's something that you're doing for yourselves for what you yeah. want to do. And one thing I was going to say too, is I know you're in like, you said song two of like seven of like the, the identity crisis era fully mm. lean into that because mm. listening to dysphoria. Yeah. I kind of felt a little bit of that where it's like, you know, the sound is starting to get fleshed out to figure out where it is, but there mm. is this feeling of like, I'm not necessarily sure where this is going to go. So it's intriguing to wonder where you guys are going next as you continue to find your identity as a band, as you continue to find your identity with your sound going forward, what that core sound is going to be, where you can mm-hmm. become a band like Bring Me the Horizon, where we listen to a song by Bring Me the Horizon, we're like, oh yeah, let's Bring Me the Horizon. But it could be something like super duper like poppy or super duper like, you know, more yeah. electronically produced off of Amo. And then we listen to something like Diamonds Aren't Forever, like, oh yeah, that's the same band. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the goal. That's actually hitting the nail on the head. Like we just want to, keep it fresh and do our own thing and sort of start a sound, I guess, or like have our own sound that's individual, but while still like, cause you can do that and, and go down the wrong way about it and end up just making like brown noise sounds for two hours and be like, yeah, it's just the vibe, but we want to do it in like a, you know, streamlined and, 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 and cool way. Um, but you know, we got, we got law, we got law, we Sorry. got, we got some law. Yeah, I don't know if you picked up in the video. I'm glad that you liked it. That's sick. The guy that animated it's from Ireland and he's fucking awesome. Or England or something. He's awesome. He's really, really sick. Um, but yeah, no, we've got, you got to do your own thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. If you're not doing your own thing, then, you know, kind of what are you doing? It's, especially when it comes to music, it's art, it's expressive. It's what you guys are doing. You're expressing whatever thought emotion you're having at this point in a song format if you're mm. just not doing it the way you want to do it, if you're doing it the way that you think other people want you to do it or yeah. a way that you think is going to be popular, again, it's just going to come off as inauthentic. messy, inauthentic, mm. disingenuous. And, just and we are very good. much leaning into the identity crisis thing. Like it's such a weird, like coming from the music we were doing to sort of what we're doing now was all inspired mm. by like, I don't know who I am. I don't like, 
I don't know what's going on in ye olde brain, but like that translates into a way where I can come to terms with who I am and who what our sound is as a band. Like it works on a law level, it works on a personal level, and hopefully it works on like a marketing level too because, you know, sell your brain to the internet. Just do it. I'll do it. I'm selling my brain to the internet. Hey, Bo Burnham did it, especially in like 2020, and see how that all um, happened. Welcome to the um, internet. Have a look he, around. Bo Burnham, I think, I haven't seen him since. I think he actually lobotomized himself and <laughs> sold his brain to someone. <laughs> he sold his brain to be featured on a white woman's Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Next, there's next a price, and that's not the price, you know? That's <laughs> Ex- exactly. You don't want to be next to pictures of pumpkin spice lattes and tiny little, you know, dogs and... Uh, a picture of your mother from 10 years ago and saying, <laughs> and look flowers and some flowers, maybe. Well, it's funny though, because like now those, those, and there's nothing against those people. I love everybody, but those people are like your bad omens and your, like your bad omens girlies now, if that makes sense. Like, I think that's sick. Like reaching a whole new market. Like it's now kind of the girly pop thing to do mm-hmm. to like Slipknot. Hey, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it. It's, we get more people into rock and metal. We get more people interested in it. The more people that get interested in it, the more the genre grows. I think someone, I can't remember who it was, it said someone was like, teenage girls are the ones that run the music world because they are the ones that just get so heavily into it where they're going to put their whole entire being behind it. And we're seeing that with bands, specifically Bad Omens right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's it's weird the trickle down effect. Like even we sometimes get it. Like I I got a message the other day that was like come to Turkey, and I was like, what? What? And two days later, another message come come to Turkey, and they're like, I guess teenagers being like, we fucking love your music, and we have access to it now because the internet and whatever, and it's becoming popular in this sort of more mainstream to like rock and metal. And apparently Turkey just pops the fuck off like Turkey. I, I don't know. I'll go to Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Just go check it out. See what happens. Just play a show and ins- assemble. Have a good time. But I yeah, think I another mean, thing with the identity crisis idea, what really can make it is like, especially what you said from a more, you know, commercially sexual or marketable piece is think about the fact that, you know, like what you just talked about, you know, you had like teenage girls saying, come to Turkey to play a show because they're connecting with your music a lot of people might be feeling very similarly with their lives at this point where they're struggling to figure out who they are. So you figure out what they want to do. And if you're going to be portraying that in through your songs, as you authentically are trying to figure out where you want to go with your music and figure out what your old brain is actually thinking, it's something that allows so many people to get behind not only the lore of the band, but also follow along with it and really be a part of it step-by-step step, due to the fact that they're feeling the exact same way. There is this absolute emotional connection piece on there. And especially from a younger fan's perspective, because I think I can't remember who else said it, but it was someone out there that said, you know, usually, or maybe it was a fucking study. I don't even remember, but it was like, we pick, we end up typically having our most musical influence time and picking our favorite bands around the age of 14. And when I read yeah. that, I'm like, Oh yeah, let me think about what band did I fall in love with when I was 14. I thought I looked at him like, Oh, and they're still my favorite band to this day makes total sense but it's because it's such a formative piece and if people are going to get into that 
even people that are beyond that time frame, but are yeah. going to be able to get into it because they're still feeling that way, especially in a world today where, you know, we're freaking out over the fact that you never know what, what war is going to be starting. Inflation's yeah. going crazy. It's $10 yeah. Australian to buy a bag of fucking bag of cheese. cheese. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be struggling to figure out what you want to do, who you are. And because your art's going to be able to connect with people on that, people are going to be able to follow along with it so much better because they're going through it at the exact same time and emotionally connect with you and want to go and see play life, want to listen to your music because it's going to make them feel better and further go along in their journey of figuring out themselves. And that's what it's about. That was the best way anyone's ever put that. I love that you're recording this because I'm going to use that clip and I'm just going to like give that to people and be like, this is why you should listen to our shit because because of this, this, this right here. Um, but yeah, no, that's what music's about there, right? Like that's, that's what it's all about is that connection, you know, and the identity crisis thing about that was a lack, feeling like a lack of connection. So to be able to make that from something that was initially so negative is, is pretty crazy and it's pretty it's cool it's a cool thing to do um so we're very very stoked that people like the songs mm-hmm. um and we're so far at least we hey look um don't hold out hope we've done two don't like don't buy stonks in saint sinner just yet wait till we've done like three and then if you like the third one then buy some stonks in saint sinner but yeah we already I'm, invested I'm in stonks. God damn it. You're telling me not to now. What the <laughs> hell, man? Well, with us, you never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. So we've done a couple of couple of sort of heavy-ish, not really heavy, but like heavier than we used to songs. And then you never know. The next one might just be fucking deathcore. It might be a rap song. You don't know. Might be a pop track. Might be a pop track. You don't know. Or might be something super soft. It could become the next Just Pretend. Well, and I then, hope so. And then stonks go up. And then people buy stonks. Then stonks uh, go up. Stonks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The St. Cinder stonks going up. Going All right, up. guys. The little, I, like the meme of the guy's face with the like little arrow. Just, like, stonks. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right, guys, I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. It's a question I love to ask everybody since I started doing this a couple months ago. It's brought me so many great bands, brought me to know so many great bands, brought so many other people to know so many great bands. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. Can you guys give me three bands? I'm asking for three bands from the Australian scene right now that you are absolutely loving and you want to get people like to listen to, get more behind them. I'm looking for three. Let's hear what you got. Bands that people might not necessarily know. Like bands that haven't like, that that are on the way up. Yeah, way up yeah. Because like everyone's going to already know Polaris and Alpha Wolf and Parkway Drive. Like I'm looking for some like newer stuff for people to really jump into. Yeah. Hmm. Fucking Ocean, maybe. Yeah. Ocean Sleeper. Go, go plug Ocean Sleeper. Dude. Ocean Sleeper. Have you heard of that band before? Ocean Sleeper. I have, but I know not a lot of people have such so a great one. Okay, all right. Fucking, there you go. Yeah. That's a good one. Ocean Sleeper are fucking awesome. Fucking such a sick band. Like, they just did good things, actually. So they were on the way up. But mm-hmm. let's, let's plug their American market. Let's get the Ocean Sleeper boys playing fucking Madison Square Garden tomorrow. Mm. Um, what's another one? I Void of Vision. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Void of Vision. They're pretty, they're pretty big. They're pretty big. They're pretty huge already, I think. They, they've I've seen them tour in the U.S. twice so far, I think, but it's something where they still need to get a lot more for their sound. So I, I'm happy with the Void of Vision pick. Yeah, I was just leaving Void of Vision. What do you reckon? You do the third one. Um, I don't know any bands. 
fuck. I've never listened to music before all of a sudden. Like you asked me this, I'm like, what's a band? I don't. <laughs> that that kind of happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might even say like fucking like grave mind. I don't, yeah, I, I don't no, know. Yeah, no, are they Aussie? I'm pretty sure they are. No, they're not. I, no. I think I'm just stupid. Is Gravemind? Hold on. Hang on. We have a band that we might think is Australian, but we don't know. Either them or Inertia. Oh, yeah. Nursh. The Nursh. The big Nursh. Big, big nursh. Sydney Nursh. Big Sydney Nursh. So Inertia, like when you're fucking falling out of a plane and your stomach goes, ooh. Um, yeah, they're sick. They're, they're sick. Metalcore yeah. band from Sydney. Really, really like amazing vocalists. Some pretty fucking heavy hitter riffage mm. yeah inertia they're sick inertia ocean sleeper who else did we say void of void vision, void of vision. Yeah. yeah plug the boys three heavy bands so i've got i've got two that i've heard one that i haven't and i'm excited to check out one more and for everyone else check out all of them and check out saint center too because that's kind of the point of this podcast so go listen to them yeah please please <laughs> Please. Well, now we're going to do this. As we bring this podcast to conclusion, I always love to give my guests, which is both of you right now, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the episode. So, my friends, the floor is yours. Um, <clears throat> we just dropped a single. So, Dysphoria, please go stream that. Run it up on Spotify um, so that we can be paid 0.0003 of a cent every time that you do. Woo! Love Spotify. We've got some merchandise. Merchandise. Yeah. We've got merchandise. Merch stores going up in the next week. So there'll be a link in the bio of our, bio of our Instagram to buy some fucking merch. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? 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 Just, yeah, stream the song. Buy some merch. It'll ship internationally. Um, watch the music video. That helps. YouTube helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, honestly, listen to this podcast. Keep Keep supporting the homies that are out here supporting yeah. fucking international music do that shit yeah <laughs> just two thumbs up oh yeah perfect now let's start this podcast with three very specific things so first things first when it comes to saint center when it comes to this for when it comes to getting behind the whole entire lore of their identity crisis and following along with the band and loving them here's what you're gonna do you can go to the script for the podcast, which is Find Saint Center Online. There's going to be links and labels for everything. Social media. You're going to see YouTube. You're going to see where you can stream their music, where you can buy their music, where you can download their music. And when their merch store is up, where you can go and get that merch. It's going to be in the links for the description of the podcast. I'm doing all the hard work for you. I'm like Google here. You well, are Google. God bless. You are Google. Bad. God bless Google. Yeah. God bless thank you Google. so much for having us, though, as well. Like, thank you so much for having us on and, and, and having a chat about cheese. Oh, you're very welcome. I know you're going to like where this next part is going. So number two, whenever I've guessed the podcast and I absolutely enjoy having on, I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you. And I wish you continue to support the band in the future. You guys, I, I knew before even hit recording on this podcast, like this was going to be a thing. I already knew it. So my thank promise you. to you is this. It is a when, not if. When implies we're doing this, just right. day or time yet to be determined. When I get to you guys perform live for the first time, I have to edit my normal promise for this, but I will look for you. I will find you. I will come and say hi to you. And instead of first rounds on me, I'm bringing you cheese. Yes. First bag of cheese is on you. I like that. We'll have to save up between now and then to buy the second bag of cheese though. Because it is really If you ever come down to Australia, yeah, you you will. um... We'll we'll, we'll put a deposit on some cheese for (laughs) you. But thank you. I'm fucking so keen. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the cheese store just down the street from my house. I'm gonna get like a couple of bricks of cheese and be like, so 
Here's like a sampler platter. What do you guys yeah, want? Yeah, let's just eat some cheese backstage of fucking St. Cinna American Time Cheese Tour. Mm. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a name for a tour. I'm actually kind of like, I don't hate that. Just like, Thanks, thanks for the cheese tour. Thanks for the cheese tour. Then you would have to come through and play where I'm from because, again, you know, we are known for the fact that there's a lot of cheese here. So there are people that when they see our American football team play, they wear foam cheese on their heads. Not my, fa- they're not my team, that's but that's yeah. where that's from. Yep. I am from the state that that is from, even though I am oh, wearing a hat shit. of a completely different football team right now. I've seen that. I know what that is. That's a reference that I understand. Very good. Yep. So we'll bring you the cheese. Fuck. I'll even get you a cheese head. Let's go. Bring me a cheese yes. hat. Bring me a cheese hat. That's the promise. Bring you a cheese hat and cheese, like actual cheese. cheese. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna short you on actual cheese. <laughs> Ten dollars a bag for cheese? No, no, no. We're going cheaper than that for even better quality, baby. Ooh, <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Let's go. So now, step for number three. As we bring this to its conclusion, I cannot end this by saying goodbye because this was so much damn fun. I want you guys back on the podcast. I gotta make okay. good on the cheese promise. So this is not goodbye, my friends. Hell no. This is. Thank you. I'll see you later. This is later. You certainly will. Thank nice. you. Well, folks, this is my interview with Rory and Sam for the band Saints Center out of Australia. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. Identity crisis. I love the fact that this band has identity crisis with their music right now, and they're fully leaning into it. I want to see them lean into it so much more in 2024, and here is the reason why. Wow, I sound really weird by saying that, but here is the reason why. Like I said during the episode... When it comes to people that are getting into the band, they're seeing a lot more younger fans get into them. And when we're younger, hell, even when we're around today, we might have trouble feeling out like who we are, what we are as people, what do we want, especially younger age. I mean, you're still trying to figure out who you are. With the fact that Saint Sinner is having this identity crisis with their music and they're going to go fully into it and really express that on their next releases like they did with Dysphoria. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of connecting pieces in there when it comes to people that are struggling with their own identity right now, trying to figure out who they are, what they want to do in life. And for those of us that are already doing stuff like this, but wonder if what we are doing is really the thing we want to end up doing, if we're doing the right thing, if we are happy, there's so much more to go on here. But the fact that we can follow along in that journey with a band like Saint Center, who's actively in it right now. That's something you don't want to miss out on because you can connect with that and find a new favorite band all over again. So go scoop for the podcast where it says find Saints Center Online, links and labels for literally everything. Go check them out, follow along with them. I'm your own personal Google, baby. I got you covered. So go and give Saint Center some support. All sports of the Corporate Rush Podcast. Hit subscribe right down here if you're on YouTube or hit follow on Spotify, Podcast, Hire Radio, or Amazon. Please hit the like button as well because it helps push in the algorithm. Remember, new episodes with some of the best bands out there and some of the best upcoming bands for you to check out every single Tuesday and Thursday and Friday reaction content on YouTube as well for fun. Oh, yeah, so don't miss out on it. Thank you guys from St. Center, Rory and Sam. And on that note, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya!